Hi, this is Joe Balestrino with the 5 Under 5 Marketing Podcast, where I attempt to give you 5 great tips in under 5 minutes. Today I want to talk about why has your traffic dropped after a redesign? And I get this question a lot. Uh, Usually people panic because they think they've, you know, hit some kind of penalty or something and traffic has dropped and they're not really sure, you know, what happened. So they go into a panic. And there's some things that could be relatively simple to fix. And I'm going to go through some of the more easier fixes um, and maybe a few of the complicated, more complicated ones. So the first reason why your traffic may have dropped is when you redesign the site, you just simply forgot to put analytics code back on the new pages, which is fairly common, right? You've done a redesign, you've uploaded it, you go look at analytics, and boom, traffic is gone. Usually, that's the first place I look, or well, one of the first places I look. The second place I look is the robot.txt file, because sometimes developers, when they're working on a site, um, they may block Google from crawling the pages until they're completely done, and then they just simply forget to you know, unblock Google from crawling the site, and that could be an easy fix as well to kind of you know, just make that simple fix and your traffic will return to where it was. Uh, The other issues are a little bit more complicated. One of the more common but more complicated ones is moving important pages from the navigation. A lot of people, they think mobile, they do hamburger menus, and um, they minimize the navigation, but Google uses the navigation to determine how important your pages are on your website. So if you had 15 to 20 links that were easily accessible from the main menu and now you only have five links, that's going to make it much harder for Google to find the important pages because now you've removed them. And unless you've added sub-navigations to those five new main navigation pieces, you're going to run into a problem. And that's also uh, something that I see. And that becomes a struggle between design and, you know, function. People want their sites to be easy to navigate. But if Google can't find those pages within three clicks and before they were one to two clicks accessible and now they're seven, eight clicks accessible, that's going to become a problem and those pages are going to lose their importance. So site structure is certainly important. The next reason why this your, uh, your traffic may have dropped is you didn't you didn't uh, create a sitemap of all the pages of your website. And so when you've redesigned the website, you essentially didn't keep track of the old pages and redirect them to new pages um, or, or, you know, or created comparable pages if you've removed sections. So that could be uh, a reason, which means it, it can go into the next reason, which is you have a lot of 404 pages, right? So if you had a thousand pages and now your site's 500 pages and 500 pages are now broken because there is no place to redirect them to, well, you're going to lose traffic on those 500 pages. So that's something to think about when you do a redesign is if you're removing pages and they're going to go broken, you're going you're gonna to lose traffic there. So if you have any questions, if your site is dropped and none of these um, tips helped you, uh, I'll link an uh, article that I wrote about this into the show notes. 
And you can always reach out to me at joe at joeballestrino.com. And I'd be happily uh, be happy to talk to you about your situation. Thanks. Hi, this is Joe Balestrino with the 5 Under 5 Marketing Podcast, where I attempt to give you five great marketing tips in under five minutes. Today, I'm going to talk about what to look for when you hire an SEO expert or an SEO agency. So the first tip that I have is know what their experience is. How many projects have they worked on? How many years experience do they have? If you're working with an expert, how many sites have he, has he or she worked on in the span of a few years? If someone's only worked on one or two websites in five years, their experience is going to be much less than someone who's worked half that time and two dozen websites. So you have to kind of understand that uh, more years in SEO doesn't necessarily mean better experience when it comes to SEO simply because the more you're exposed to different issues, the better an SEO you've become. So I would inquire as much as you can about their overall experience. The next tip, tip number two, is don't buy cheap SEO. Sure, $350 a month SEO sounds like a deal, but in reality is an expert who's been doing it for 10, 12, 15 years is not going to charge you that little bit. And you may say, well, you know, I can't really afford that. But if you think about it, somebody who's charging you very little probably doesn't know what they're doing. And they're hoping that by charging you very little that you're not going to worry too much about them not giving you, you know, setting your expectations too high or they're, they're not really going to understand SEO and they're going to go after very long tail keywords that are easier to rank uh, because, you know, who's, who's trying to rank for a seven word phrase on Google and they can show you results and all they're going to do is tweak some content and, and buy a bunch of crappy links. And I can't tell you how many times I've taken on customers where they've paid five, six hundred bucks a month and their title tags aren't even optimized. So you want to make sure that you work with someone who understands not only the current status of SEO, but the history of SEO, like how far it's come, the the penalties and issues that were, you know, to me, understanding the past of SEO helps you understand the current status of SEO and, and gives you a little bit of insight into the future of SEO, where when you hire someone uh, for very little, you're going to get somebody who has very little experience. Tip number three is what are they saying when they talk to you? Do they sound like they're experienced? Do they sound like they um, they understand SEO? Or does it feel like they're not really sure what SEO is or how to work it? And when you ask them technical questions like what's the difference between a soft 404 and a 404, they don't understand those things. Or, you know, um, asking them, you know, what their opinion is of SEO, what's the most challenging uh, um things that they've come across in SEO, what was a difficult project for them to work on. If they don't really have any questions or it's just about rankings, oh, I couldn't get this client to rank or this client to rank, they, it's, they're not going to really be able to help you because SEO is more than just keywords and links. It's technical, it's site structure. There's a whole lot of things that are going on in SEO and if it's just keywords and links, you're not going to get too far with them. Also, how did you find them? That's tip number four. How did you find them? Did you Google them and find them 
organically? Do they show up in ads? Do they cold call you or email you with a video showing you, hey, here's Ahrefs or here's your site in SEMrush and here's where you're ranking and you you have low traffic or you know your competitors have way more traffic than you and you should hire us to do that. That's really a, a ploy to kind of get you to use their service. But if they're reaching out to you, then they don't know how to do SEO to bring you in. And from my experience, you know, uh, the most qualified people are people who show up organically because they understand how to compete in a competitive space. Even if your space is not that competitive, I've gotten a lot of business from people just Googling SEO expert New York or SEO expert NYC, New York City. I show up all the time and that makes people feel secure that I know what I'm doing versus just sending somebody a, a video and trying to pitch them on something. It's, it's, it doesn't really speak to, to the one's experience. And, and the last tip that I have, and I'll put uh, a link to the article that I wrote on, on how to choose an SEO expert into the show notes. But really, you want to find out what does SEO mean to them? Talk to them. Ask them questions about why they're in SEO, what made them get involved in SEO, and, and listen very carefully. Listen to the words that they choose to you know, express that. If they use words like easy or, you know, um, uh, just keywords and links, if they refer to themselves as a wizard or a magician or a ninja, uh, those people don't really take this industry seriously. And, you know, I work with companies that spend millions of dollars on SEO. And to them, they don't want to work with a ninja or, you know, a wizard. They want to work with a marketing professional, an expert. And anyone who doesn't take that role seriously probably doesn't know, you know, hasn't gone through the trenches of trying to identify difficult technical issues to to resolve, you know, a site that was getting a million page views a month and now down to 20,000. They've never been, you know, they've never had to deal with that. So those are my tips. If you have any questions, email me at joe at joeballestrino.com. Hi, this is Joe Balestrino with the 5 on the 5 Marketing Podcast, where I attempt to give you five great marketing tips in under five minutes. Today, I want to talk about search engine marketing for your e-commerce business, which also happens to be the title of my new book available on Amazon. Today, I want to talk about exactly how you can take some steps, regardless of how large or small your e-commerce site is, to have a major impact. So the first thing I want to talk about is user experience. So before we even get to SEO, user experience is a big part of this because when someone gets to your site, if they're unsure on product details or what a product looks like or if there's reviews and they can't find any or is there a money back guarantee, what's the return policy, like things that you know your shoppers want to know if you sell a dress, um, an evening gown let's say, some people may want to see the front and the back. So show it to them because all of this plays into your SEO. If people aren't engaged and they don't stay on the site, you know, even if you rank well and performance is poor, 
that's going to impact your rankings in a bad way. The next thing is to mark up your reviews with schema. And this is important so that the star reviews get pulled into search results. So when you start showing up for searches around your products, that they people see the star reviews, they're more likely to click once they know that there's been some reviews there because most people don't like to be the first to buy anything. So if they see that other people have purchased, whether they don't really have to be all great reviews, but at least there's reviews so that the people know that you're a real company and people have bought from you in the past. The next is not planning out your navigation. If you sell men's wallets, men's wallets might be the umbrella of what your category page is, but you may sell trifold wallets, bifold wallets, uh, wallets with money clip, magic wallets. There's all different types of wallets, and those could be subcategories. So that someone searching for a leather trifold wallet, if that's a subcategory of your main category, now you're bringing in some more people on some additional terms, not just the main men's wallet page, which is going to be very hard to rank for and has a lot of competition. But men's leather trifold wallet might be easier to achieve. The next is not using descriptive titles. If you're using the same title that the manufacturer put out or that you found that you're using in drop shipping, uh, Google's going to filter those out. And in many cases, they're not really optimized for any real keyword. They're stuffed with phrases and words that make no sense. But if you get very specific, you, if you sold cat a cat collar, a pink cat collar with a pink bow, that's very specific. And this is one of the keys that I see a lot of e-commerce sites miss on is that they miss in the fact that people who have a vision of what they want, oh, they saw this cute cat with this pink collar and this pink bow. I want to Google that because I want it too. If you can optimize your page and your product description on that page for for that key phrase, you have a better chance of ranking. And yes, the search volume may be low, but it's very specific. And when you have hundreds and thousands of products, that can go a long way. The next is not using meta descriptions. If you leave your meta description blank, Google's gonna crawl the website and pull in whatever data it can to try to fill the void of the content that they're trying to pull into search results. And a lot of times it's gonna be the main navigation and the main navigation is doesn't describe the product. So make sure you write a custom meta description for each product using the keywords you're going after and use a call to action free shipping today or limited best one is free shipping today only get people to take action so those are my five tips tell me what you think about those five tips i'm I'm taking a poll now to find out if you guys want these podcasts to be longer i'll add um some of these uh suggestions into the show notes i'll put a link to my book on amazon you can go check it out uh if you have any questions You can email me at joe at joebalestrino.com.